Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the playmakers. <laughs> I've been waiting for this all Damn day, people. Welcome back to another edition of the Playmakers. Three o'clock on the dot, the 19th of May. Special day, very much indeed. My name is Lindsay Brown on the other side of the glass. Adrian Hernandez. And we are the Playmakers. We are here to guide you through the news of the day, whether that's sports related or other things related, or maybe it's not related to anything you've heard. Maybe it's just straight up cooked from our brain trust yeah you know personal you know we're a family here our lives are on display in this line of work a hundred percent and we're back we missed you guys very dearly it's been 22 hours it's been 22 hours and for some of you like what's going on because you've been tuned into the odyssey app and for the rest of the week you've been hearing a lot of dodgers baseball but we're the interruption because for today we're on your airwaves completely all the way to 5 p.m (sighs) It's a different vibe. It's like are the, the teacher is at least here. winning. I think the Dodgers are doing very, very should good. Should we look up their record? Because if we're going to get kicked off of our own airwaves, <laughs> we should probably know what our direct competition is. I mean, we've had Tim Neverett on the show several times. He's the voice of, of Dodgers baseball. And I know that they've uh, been hit by the COVID bug over there once again. I hope that he's okay. But oh, we yeah. want to make sure we, we give the respect to our brethren down the highway. Yeah, the Dodgers are doing uh, fantastic. They're 25 and 12. Oh, uh, half that game is a lead. solid record right there. Yeah, a game and a half lead on the Padres. So <sighs> it's it's getting spicy what, how, in the NL What was West. the result yesterday? What, how did they fare? I think they won their last game versus Colorado. Or no, no, no. They, uh, no, they won their last game and they play Colorado mañana. Which means we're going to be back on the Odyssey app tomorrow. But, you know, here in this moment, we're here now here on 1140 The Bet. All we can do is control the moment that we're in. It's not a guarantee that we're here tomorrow. Everybody is a day-to-day status. Lindsay, two minutes in and I have to say it. What? Bars. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because I just readjusted my mic. I'm going at a little bit different angle today. And uh, sometimes that's all that I need in terms of, like, just... That adjustment sometimes. Exactly. Little like, change. Playoff hockey, playoff basketball. It's all about adjustments. A little change. You retweet. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I got a bar too. Yeah. Re- what? The retweet? Is that retweet? Is retweet a bar? A retweet is a, a a Twitter bar for sure. Got it. Okay. A quote tweet can go either way because you never know. You don't like being quote tweeted. Some It depends. Well, the quote tweet means that you can get dunked on and it's different like getting replied, you can kind of ignore it. Like if someone replies to the tweet directly, yeah. But getting quote tweeted is like you're on Main Street. 
because yeah. they can see your thoughts and then whatever the they rebuttal is. They not want to include your thoughts. They want to add their thoughts to your thoughts. Yeah, and then the worst is if it gets deleted. Like, you know it's bad when then it's deleted so the quote tweet doesn't show up. And, like, that means you definitely yep. got dunked on and now you're trying to hide it. But I nothing... hate when people delete their tweets like that. Well, it... It depends on what it is, too. You just... you. I don't, be... I don't look to dunk on people, usually. And so I, I think it depends because if, if you're always tweeting out fire and then getting yourself into trouble. I feel like, yeah, I like deleting things, but when it's like a little bit bet more of a of a positive reason, eh. Yeah, it, it depends on what your brand is, but I, I saw a tweet in it and it was very, very accurate. It's like, we want to laugh at the jokes, but you never, you never want to be the butt of the joke on Twitter. And that's like kind of a motto I live by when it comes to social media. Yeah, because usually when things go viral on Twitter, it means you've done something wrong. For the most part. Otherwise, it doesn't pick up that steam. Yeah, and also... Or just, like, universally, just, like, what are you doing? And also, like, these jobs, like, let's be clear. Oh, They're yeah. looking at everything. Yep. I've had I've had people, I've had friends fired for taking selfies because they were on the clock. Like, really? It was that serious. Well, now's the time to start drawing the lines in the sand for, for the labor. I hear that a recession is on the way, but I won't hold my breath, and it wouldn't be the first time since we've been through probably, what, two or three since you and I have been born? Right. What was it, What's well, another one? Yeah. The two, that was just the big one. Plus and the we Young have, Jeezy yeah. albums. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the recession. A classic. Let's ride. Oh, right on. Russell, you are here. God, he just, like, never is totally out of the spotlight, is he? No, never. Like, NBA games, he's just popping he up at a, events. Was he at an NBA game last night? Uh, I, I don't know if he was at one last night, but oh. I know during this playoff run he's been there. He was just at Disneyland. Like, this dude's active. Off-season vibes for the Wilsons and, to be honest, on the Playmakers, too. Like, I had a lot of trouble studying today, so we'll see how that fares out for the rest of us. Uh, in terms of what to expect today, we'll get into some hockey chatter here in just a minute, but uh, in terms of our next segment, we're going to talk about Nick Saban and how he thinks he's the only guy who deserves to get top talent as the drama and the male ego are undefeated yet I, again, Adrian. I couldn't believe it last night, Lens. Just the, it's so petty, but I kind of love it. Uh, we have Adrian's favorite topic, Baker Mayfield. Joe Burrow weighed in earlier today on some podcasts. We'll talk about that and what his thoughts are. And while I, if Joe Burrow is given the stamp of approval, I mean, you can't like you like the tweet. Joe Burrow's back. Now, maybe Adrian's opinion has changed since Joe Burrow has anointed Baker. I don't know. I'm not sure if that can sway someone like you. I do have even better news that's going to make you love Joe Burrow even more Excellent. too. So I'm look out for on that. The bandwagon for that too, <laughs> especially. I was on that bandwagon with of. With the steps that he took this season, and then I've always been like okay with Cleveland, but now I hate him. I mean, I can understand. There's a lot going on over there. There is a lot going on. There's a lot of enemies to focus on, and so (laughs) sometimes it's just easier to say, eh. It's just depressing. We have the same last name. It's so depressing, but that's okay. We'll do a deep dive at 35 to kick off the second hour. We're going to try to find a trapped order or a rabbit hole in my brain. No sports allowed. Uh, The baskets and the balls. We'll get into that for the, the second baskets. segment. Yep. And then All we're the going to be playing uh, a little game at the end uh, in terms of just being, you know, your typical bro sports show, right? That's what we are. We're just like everybody else here on the Playmaker. So why not act like it? We're just a couple of bros. We're just a couple of bros growing out about the sports, man. Sports yeah. with an S, not with a Z, man, because we take it seriously. We really do. Yeah. Last night, especially. It is our life. It really, it honestly is like that Star Wars and my son. Like, let's go. Yeah. That's I where I'm at right now. I didn't do the Star Wars. Last night, once that hockey game got done, I went straight to bed because it was just too damn exciting. And so that's why we need to open things up right here. It's time 
for the can opener. Okay, no one cares about the game that wasn't the Flames Oilers, so let's just stick with the Flames Oilers because it was literally 9-6 to six or 6-9, six to nine, depends on how nice of a day that you are having, but it was an absolute gong show of a hockey game last night, Adrian. And it's not just for the play that was on the ice. Like, within the first, like, minute, minute and a half, Calgary's up 2-0. Within the first 10 minutes, Mike Smith, the goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers, had gotten pulled because they were down 3 nothing, and we got to wake up! It wasn't the goalie's fault, necessarily. And what do you know? I put out a tweet. I said, I'm going to be watching number 97, see how those leadership skills manifest themselves on the ice. Because when you're Mr. down... Mr. McDavid? Yeah. Because at the end of the first, I believe it was 4-1. to one. And three goals is a big lead in hockey. It's weird. It's weird how much bigger of a lead three goals is versus two. Two just seems like it, it's totally doable. Three, it's different. But the Oilers start chipping away despite out shooting. Uh, the the Flames outshot the Oilers nearly two to one. They make it a game. They they have a comeback. McDavid is playing with a different level right now. He's even found a different gear. And for me, watching him play, it's about his mastery of timing and patience. It's not just that he's better than everyone and he, he can skate better, but it's the fact that he knows when people breathe. He can see where they are uh, in terms of their body weight distribution when they're skating backwards. Like, he's going and and pressing his cannon when everybody else is, you know what I mean? He's got, And he has a uh, six-game point streak in the playoffs. Facts. That is, uh, and he scored the last four. Four points last night in yeah. losing effort. Yeah, and four straight um, four straight postseason games with a goal, and that's the first time anyone on the Oilers has done that in the playoffs since 2006. Yeah, and that was a hell of a run with Dwayne Rolson, the goalie. Yeah. Chris Pronger was on that team. God, that was a good time to be alive, Michael but Pekka. they lost. Hmm? Michael Pekka? Yep, Does that he bring was a there. Name? Uh, it sounds kind of familiar, but they ended up losing to the Carolina Hurricanes and a rookie netminder. Uh, like I said, Mike Smith gets pulled, and then Miko Koskinen goes in relief. I would expect nobody else but Mike Smith in that net to start. Sometimes it's just about getting them out and putting the backup in and, and throwing him to the Wolves. Jakob Markstrom was not his sharpest, as we've been previewing the last couple of days. This matchup is very emotionally charged, and with that – you're going to see a higher goal total. You're going to see net miners having to deal with a little bit more adversity. And like I was talking about yesterday, we have to readjust our goalie hook a little bit. And so do they. Like, it's not it, – when I let in more than four goals, Adrian, like I even go by, by a period. If I let in three goals in a period, I, this is not going well. It's the end of the world. This is yeah. not going well. And they left Markstrom in there. Testing the, the limits of the goalie psyche. Get, gets out of it. Thank God they win that game because if they blow the, both of those leads in Calgary and then they end up losing, disaster. Disaster and a half. Uh, but no lead is safe out there. And in terms of what we saw from Matthew to Chuck, as I said again on the show yesterday, previewing how much extracurricular distraction he was falling into in the first round. Last night, complete opposite. He was controlled. He was pressing the right buttons, and he had a freaking hat trick. But you know what? Not even a hat trick. The first hat trick scored by a Calgary Flame in playoffs in 26 years. Wow. Could make him, or make his dad, Keith Tuchuk, 
who was in the building along with the entire family. And apparently Brady, his little brother, people are mad that he's partying it up in the stands, even though he's a full grown human being in the off season. Keith didn't his want brother. to throw his, Keith didn't want to throw his hat for the hat trick because he really wanted to it, superstitiously. They asked him. He said uh, his OB Clark hat, which is his favorite bar in St. Louis. I'm not throwing my hat worth. We're three and zero when I wear that hat, and there was a net there. Anyways, I don't listen to anybody except Chantal, which is his wife. I respect it. Smart move in that. In this era of OnlyFans, if you want some clothing removed, you're gonna have to pay but, okay, up. Bud. Okay, this is just a family affair, though. Like this is your <laughs> yeah. dad. You get a hat trick, and your dad doesn't throw his hat on the ice. It's just hilarious to me. I'm obsessed with the fact that's just like so hockey, like so hockey parent. Nah. No, I got to keep this one. No, 100%. He's telling everybody, no, it's my hat. Yeah. I'm keeping it. I'm wearing it. Leave me alone. Right. And Keith's done. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, and, and his boys are well on their way to being big-time uh, names and cogs in this league. But to Chuck, you had Blake Coleman come alive, who who is really showing his worth in terms of his playoff experience. Two cups with Tampa Bay. Gets a couple of goals last night. On um, four shots. Like, that's fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. And that's the thing. For, for some people, we look at – how much money we're paying someone we expect like a certain amount of production but not everything can be goals in the back of the net like sometimes it's about intangibles and the people that get the intangibles done and do it the most consistently in the playoffs the goals will follow and that's where this this series is not a very traditional in terms of what we would usually expect to command defensively because you, and all those Calgary players say they played like junk last night. That was the worst game in their playoffs, and that and that hundred percent true. Um, but they might have to get used to kind of playing like this because, like I said, even if they are able to open up a lead, the way that McDavid's playing right now, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen somebody just be like, you know what? Not only am I physically better than you, I'm thinking the game faster as well, and then just having the imagination and creativity to do whatever, and. It's going to be a – you have to hold him under four points. Like, you, that has to happen. If you can keep him down to two, that's the sweet spot number for me. Any more than two, then people start chasing because all of a sudden it, it, the McDavid wagon's on, on the loose. But if you can hold him down to two, if he gets one goal and one assist, fine. Fine. Beat me with somebody else. But we – That's crazy to hear that. The one goal – it's cool. It's cool. But oh, just 100%. Them, because yeah. you can't – it's kind of like we talking like I'm talking about Luca and all these players. Like you can't sh- shutting them down is yeah. not an option. No, can you keep them sub? Can you keep them sub forty points? Awesome, yeah. because then we can make it up other ways uh, in other spots. But Daryl Sutter, the head coach of the uh, Calgary Flames, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, had just a laundry list of quotes. He's one of the best quotes in the NHL, and I just wanted to share some of them with you because he's one of the most like sarcastic guys ever. <laughs> and it, 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 hold on, I got to find this one. He, he said, "Oh, last night it was j- just like a no hitter." And with a, with a score of six to nine, that's obviously not true. But he talked about being nominated for the Jack Adams Award. Him, Gerard Gallant, and I believe Andrew Brunette, who is the head coach of the Florida Panthers, are all nominated. And uh, Gerald Sutter has said this, quote, It's not for the best coach, first of all. If the coaches voted for the best coach every year, you'd see quite a bit different of a list for the past 15 years. The way I look at it, I don't need that on my resume. Some guys do. So I'd rather see young guys win it or guys that maybe got a raw deal somewhere like a guy like Gerard Gallant. You got a raw deal in Florida. You got a raw deal in Vegas. So if I had to vote, I know who I'd vote for. Sheesh. I love it. I love it. No, I love it. It hurts for VGK fans because it's true. Oh, 100%. (laughs) 100%. I I just – that whole week of how expeditiously he was shown out the door and – 
granted, he's definitely caught lighting in a bottle this year with the Rangers, but that's exactly what he did in his first season with, with Vegas. He knows how to get guys together. He knows how to coach young talent. And he knows how to get everyone at least rowing in the similar direction and at least on a positive plane. And so I, I just – Daryl Sutter says this on McDavid. He's the best player in the league. He was the best player on the ice last night. It wasn't even close. Says if McDavid keeps getting four points tonight, Flames are in obvious trouble. Um, you know, just like very much one of those cut and dry, honest guys. And you can see why that it it wasn't a guarantee that his addition to the Calgary Flames coaching staff last season was going to work. Like there was a lot of questions about whether to Chuck would respond well, if, if Johnny Gaudreau would respond well, because they're used to kind of playing their style of hockey and being able to do what they want. But when you come with the resume that he has, and I think that brutal honesty, like it doesn't matter who is on the bench. Like you've heard stories about Drew Dowdy talking about, about Dustin Brown, like all those guys that played for him down in LA during their cup runs of just once you figure out exactly where you stand with him and he'll let you know, it's so much easier to play for. And even if you are in the doghouse, you know that everybody has a turn, you know? And so with that, there's kind of that camaraderie, that that gelling that can happen and a better level of buy-in. And then you have a performance, like I was saying with Matthew to Chuck last night, where we can figure out how do we be the, the bull in the china shop, but not break the front glass window? Like, cause then everybody can come in, then all hell breaks loose, but we can only do the vases inside. And, and finally seeing that come out. Now, we, like I said, we have to get down to a better defensive performance. It can't be as messy as it was last night. But there were steps taken to further prove that they're on the right path. And that's why they're in the driver's seat in this series, even with the win, despite how crazy it got last night. I do want to say, uh, last night this game had the Red Robin in downtown Summerlin rocking. Really? That second period, Bottomless we were in fries. there. Every... When it got to four to six in that second period and yeah. Edmonton's getting that comeback, like everyone's like, yo, we need a refill. We're watching this. Right? And this is good for the game because like everyone in there was enthralled. And of course, it helped that there was a blowout in the NBA game. But that was just very, very entertaining. And the one question I want to ask you is obviously nine to six isn't traditional. Certainly not. It is, is this game, not that it's a throwaway game, but you can kind of throw this out the window in terms of like this, this shouldn't happen again or with the high scoring. The greatness of these players on the Maybe ice. Maybe not the results in terms of the actual numbers we see, but the topsy turvy seesawness and the and the perception that no league is safe or no lead is safe is certainly going to stick around. And so that's where it, it it you have to kind of look at it with a fresh perspective if you're a, more of a, a traditional hockey fan because we've just never seen talents like this. And then the style that Calgary likes to play with the, the North South game, like it's just going to result with with a lot more broken plays a lot more odd man rushes. And with that, usually you get higher scoring. And so it's up to the net miners and up to the defensemen to make their adjustments to help minimize those goals and maybe just a five to six or, you know, a four to three. But regardless, it was an entertaining hockey game. And as you said, that is the best thing that hockey can be right now for the most casual of watchers or the most serious. Uh, Speaking of the most serious, we got to talk about the drama that isn't coming from anybody's mama. That would be Nick Saban. And the SEC Eagles at large. Let's talk about it. Love for the bet. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. I'd usually associate this view. 
music with logical things, but it's okay. We don't have to have my humps ready to go with all the drama uh, that is the SEC Ooh, football. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. We're just doing our best here, and you know, not everybody has access to the same stuff, right? Like, not everybody has the, the top-of-line cameras, the top-of-line mics, or has a, a prep service, or has somebody to help with social media. Like, some people have to rely on solely themselves or outside help to help them get by, right? No, 100%. You know, sometimes you got to start from the dirt. And if we got to talk about budgets that have been slashed, I mean, there's no more affected place than probably the SEC football conference, right? Oh, of course. I mean, they're they're barely a power five. Like, barely power five. Nick Saban decided to uh, choose verbal violence yesterday, or was it today? I'm not even it was, sure. It was last night when he chose night. to lose his damn mind. And it's interesting before we get, like, we have we have audio to kind of set the table here. But before we get into that, I, I just, I want to ask everyone this. Is, why, why is Saban saying this stuff? Like, honestly, like, why is he so threatened right now? Can I throw something out there? Sure. I think this might be his final year coaching. Really? And he's just letting it all out, whether it's right or wrong. Well, that's certainly one line of thinking. And that th- I need to ponder a little bit more on that. Let's do the first bit about it. Like, what did he say so, to start all of this off? So, th- to set the stage, um, this was at some small business banquet thing where Nick Saban in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, where Nick Saban was a, one of the panelists and, of course, the main one. And so his first quote, uh, he went after Texas A&M, and he said, I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain it in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. And then he went on to also mention Miami and their basketball program and giving one player uh, 40 400K, and then he had this quote about Deion Sanders in Jackson State. There are rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. Interesting that he chooses Jackson State. Well, HBCU school. Right. His Affleck buddy. They have the commercials. What's going on? Right. And we, we've we been on the side. I'm like, I'm a huge fan of what Dion's doing. I think everybody that thinks that he's going to jump to a Power 5 school to coach is misguided because I don't think he's doing it for the power institutions that usually have been. He's trying to rewrite the script a little bit on what, who, and where success can be found or built. 100%. And I think you're you're kind of he's gonna have to retire at some point, but it's unsustainable, right? You're Nick Saban, you're Alabama. There is no sports program outside of the New England Patriots that has found more success than you in the last twenty five years. That's a fact. Throwing stones in the glass house. And it's unsustainable now that we've opened up the freedom for the players instead of putting all of the power in the hands of just these coaches, these athletic directors, because that's where it truly lies. You could say it's in the programs. It's in these guys, because we know that program's not the same without him. 
And we realize it's uns- it's an unsustainable model, the new one is, because it's going to completely destroy the one that Saban, that Alabama, that many SEC schools have employed for years to find their success. I think this is straight up somebody who thinks they're an alpha realizing that they're not the omega too. And and I do want to stay on Jackson State really quick. So the, the recruit that was highly touted that went to Jackson State is Travis Hunter. Uh, last night he tweeted out, I got a mill, but my mom is still in a three-bedroom house with five kids. Oh, that kids. was that tweet, huh? Yeah. And, and then, Dion said, I don't even make a million dollars to coach Yeah, here. and so Dion responded that he will respond, but he hasn't come out with the actual response. But someone did do the due diligence. And, Lindsay, let me just put this in perspective with everything. Yeah. The Alabama athletic budget is 180 mil. <laughs> Nick Saban's salary is 9 mil with no bonuses, just the base salary. Jackson State's entire athletic budget is eight mil. This imaginary player that he's talking about allegedly got one mil. And then you just brought it up with Deion Sanders and his salary for being the head coach at JCU, 300K. So where's this math? And where's well, this is SEC school. So we got to, <laughs> I mean, we got to think about that. And that's the thing, too. Sports aren't everything to everyone. And so, like, the HBCUs, I'm not the expert on how they run their, their budgets. I'm not an expert on how they run their schools. That's their bit. More happy uh, happy and power to them. I think they're amazing, and I think they're a super necessity for our black community here in the United States. I really do. And so, just seeing that and the quick success that they've been able to build at that program and what Prime brings to that as a brand. It's remarkable. That's one of the most disruptive things you could do for one of the biggest economic drivers we have in the world like just let just think about what the threat truly is of someone like Deion Sanders and talking to these kids down in the south that would absolutely go in the Alabama pipeline that would absolutely go in the LSU pipeline that would absolutely go to Arkansas like whatever and instead maybe it's not about the league we can get you to the league we can get you there but we're going to give you an education that is unique to our people, to our culture, and everything else, and and whatever that encapsulates. And you have the selling point that is a Hall of Famer. Of course he's scared. Of course the Jimbo Fishers, who are a much different degree of of what we're talking about with Jackson State, with Dion. But anybody that's willing to get their hands a little bit dirty but actually think more creatively, actually have um, tangible differences that they can lean on as leverage points, because we've always looked at differences as a as a negative, as a as a takeaway point. It's kind of like how we're we're trying to attack our show with the two Americas bit, right? We have to be able to joke about this. We have to be able to talk about this. We have to be able to, to have these conversations in a serious light, in a joking light, and everything else. There's been one model. SECs they're already trying to ruin the NCAA as itself. So this is just a further revolution of that too, because no no institution, no power is untouchable. They just like to think they are. And and further on in this 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 panel that he was in, you know, Nick Saban kind of talked a lot about, he brought up the point that, look, last year we had 25 players last year that earned $3 million total between all those players, and he said they did it the right way. And we started the show talking about Twitter, and you have to be smart on the Internet because everything is available, mm-hmm. whether you deleted it or not. So people went back, and they're like, wait a minute. Last year, Nick Saban went into Texas and went to this high school football coach association conference and spoke to all the coaches and was specifically bragging 
Because one of the first big deals with NIL Correct. in college football was Bryce kid. Young. Yep. He made a million dollars Before he himself. played a snap. Yeah. Yep. And he was the one, Nick Saban himself, like, bro, you, you can't play both sides of this. And now because this is now on the books and we can all see this, yeah. now people can make money. So if I'm a kid, I don't necessarily have to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama yeah. to go play football. Maybe I can get some money guy. or I can go to Miami yeah. where there's like a city and there's a culture and there's things to do yep. or wherever these colleges it's are located. It's a better fit. Whatever that means for you, yeah. it's a better fit. And I don't have to go here to get where I want to go. Do we have the Jimbo Fisher audio? <laughs> oh, Lindsay. Because he came back not just with the talents, but the, the sharpeners too. A hundred percent. Audio courtesy of ESPN. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. That they broke state laws. That they're, that they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it, and it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it's it personal to us? Yes, it is. It's personal to A&M. It's personal to our players. It's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy. know him really well. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act up. Just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. I always said this. My dad always told me this. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is. Retweet. Questions? Uh, a couple of things, Jimbo. First of all, have you had any contact with Nick since? No. Uh, oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call? Not going to. We're done. <gasps> and uh, He shows you who he is. And then I just wanted to. He's the greatest ever, huh? <gasps> and then I just wanted to. You got all the advantages? <laughs> it's easy. Jimbo. Listen, you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason people don't go. I Bars. Jugular. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like. The fact that Nick Saban, and, and it, just, it speaks to that narcissism, that ego, and I know that he's not the only one that has it, of when I don't get my way, that's one thing, but I'm going to slander you, and it's not just any old slander. It's like going directly for the integrity in which they do their job. And of just like how lackadaisically that option is taken, and then – the obvious blowback that's going to come back because people are going to do their due diligence. And let me tell you, just like most college coaches that and anybody that finds the level of success that Nick Saban has, they're usually not great people. They're yeah. great drivers of people because they have certain tools, they have certain leverage points, they have certain powers. But finding that edge of greatness in human beings usually isn't found by saying, oh, just show up whenever. Like, come on down. You're a great person. No, no, no. This is pushing people to their breaking points. This is finding people that are already used to being in those mindsets. And that's why there's such an, uh, a necessity to make sure that these, these athletes are supported, not just football, because you have to look at how these kids are going into college thinking what they are. 
which is athlete first, my body, I need to make sure it's ready. I need to make sure that it's performing. I need to push it to get playing time or to get more of it or to get starter minutes or whatever. And the lengths in which people are willing to go to. This is where you get eating disorders. This is where you get drug problems. This is where you get spirals of, of mental illness on top of people that actually have that inherently in them. Like sometimes that's in you and sometimes your environment causes you to act out in those behaviors. And so, like I said, the reasoning why Nick Saban would just burn this all to the ground. It literally makes no sense. Why are you opening? Why are you Nick Saban time, opening up the floodgates? At the same time, too, say we're two weeks down the road and we've already found out all the worst things he's ever done. Does the collective we with a capital W truly care? Because he's got this many national championships, he's got this much success, and we know that if you have certain markers of success, that we're letting a, uh, we're willing to let things slide. We're letting or we're willing to let things slide for a lot less success. Yeah, what he's found. I hear I hear your perspective. The thing that kind it's a of... nihilistic, but sorry. I just... And, and look, that that's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do think that it, it's shocking on why you opened up the floodgates. Like you... Like just... So Tua came from Hawaii to go play at Alabama. And his yeah. whole family just moved at a drop of a dime because nothing happened. Yeah. And it's not like Alabama's not the only one. But that's how fragile that ego... It's so big and it's so It's grandiose, my biggest scare. But it is the easiest thing to puncture. Because any deviation away from the norm, which is high performance, nothing but success, because that's your entire personality, that's your entire bit, you're willing to do whatever to make sure that you can keep up that facade. In a sport where I don't think anything else is like this, where you literally can't lose a game because it might cost you a chance to win a national championship. And we've seen Nick Saban flip out last year a lot during halftime with the ESPN reporters asking them questions. But my biggest thing is families recruits people are watching yep and this isn't the end of the world but this isn't the first time he's opened his mouth and said something and i don't think this is a positive light it might be the difference between that five-star recruit i mean you got plenty of them but this one was special now he's going somewhere else and And that's what makes or breaks programs or keeps the pipeline strong and this is just going to keep changing and being more and more there's going to be more and more schools as this evolves so, and there are going to be fewer and fewer coaches that have the mindset that Nick Saban does because it's not sustainable in this environment anymore to treat people like that. And I do want to say, Jimbo, for you to go, we ain't finna talk about nothing, my guy. I you, respect you You got you for your that. own stuff too, Jimbo. They all do. And that's ultimately the thing. The male ego is undefeated. Uh, and and I'm sure there'll be further developments on this story. But man, what a little gift randomly in just a May of all of all the things that could come down, a little college football drama. But uh, speaking of drama and speaking of college football greatness, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, crossover time. Eleven forty the bet. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Pop the pain away, I slide the pain away. I pop the pain away, I slide the pain away. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. It's like, who's this? But I heard the cadence and it didn't take me that long to figure it out. Is this on the new album? Yeah, it's called Die Hard from uh, Kendrick Lamar and there's a. Uh, his new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. This is the first handful of seconds I've heard of this album at all. It is a double double disc, like like I was talking about, and then predicted. Um, pretty fire, pretty cool. um, unconventional to listen to, kind of like Jesus. I think you'll There's like too it. Too many. Well, the, here's the problem: though. too many people are listening to it, so now I'm not going to listen to it for a while. Ah, uh, I see. Well, well, when you you have a gem then to go back to, then. I will. There we I, go. I will. I will visit it when I am good and ready and. It's weird because I, I have those little rules for myself or just like it, my brain just kind of takes over like, I'm not going to listen to this right now because there's just too much heat on it. Or like when I drive around the roads here, I see Decatur Avenue, <laughs> Decatur, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I say my brain says Decatur and I'm watching the PGA championship or at least the round uh, one coverage. Rory McIlroy, no uh, problem saying his name, but he leads the field five under par 65 today he was in an early tee time uh conditions have very much changed since then but in second place one of my favorite names to kind of play with on the pga tour uh i think technically it's will zalateris but i That's look a at crazy it last i name. look at it as zalaterwa okay very french vibes oh yes absolutely and then we have somebody named taylor cooch the no why in the taylor either Oh. T-A-L-O-R. He's going for the exotic vibe. Yep. The parents were. Yep. We have Abraham Answer, who's a Spaniard. I'm very, I really like the way that he plays. I like his swing a lot. And just a- Abraham Answer seems just like a badass name. No, honestly. How many Abrahams do you could know? You, could you imagine if he was a professor? I can only name two of them. And I, only one, two. You're right, two. The one in the, the big Bible and the one exact, that used no, to be. The same two. You know that Abraham as well. Mr. Lincoln? Yep. Don't, vibes had to prove that he was willing to kill his son for no reason facts just, just saying that god just said I, this is what i want you to do okay abraham answer professor answer so if this doesn't work out he should be a professor he still could do both whatever yeah we do need to we talk about pga tour championship uh, i know the one who's going to win the person who's going to win in terms of fashion shout out to john daly 
Yes. Well, yeah, that's an obvious. It's John Daly. My God, he came out with with some fuego pants. You should look at his old stuff that he used to wear back in the day. Oh. He's been pushing the fashion envelope for years. He's the Russell Westbrook of the PGA. Let's just say Russell Westbrook probably took notes from him. Okay. He's he's like Ric Flair for golf. Whoa. There's a thirty for thirty on him. You should watch. If you're not familiar with the John Daly story and you're just looking for like a good, not villain, but the the kid next door that seemed to always just do what he wants but being good enough to be able to do that that's John Daly I thought it was his son when it was at the leaderboard earlier today but his son is a I think a freshman at Arkansas uh would be allowed if he qualified but regardless not exactly the Masters vibes but hey it's a PGA championship it's a it's a major and it is I believe a 12 million dollar purse which is ridiculous biggest purse in the uh majors that we know let's Switch to Adrian's favorite person, favorite topic. Baker Mayfield, still part of the Cleveland Browns organization. What will happen to him? We do not know. But Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Oh, Your guy? Joe Burrow. He had a few thoughts today on, what was it, a podcast that he yeah, was on? Yeah, shout out to the uh, this audio courtesy of the Full Send podcast. Ooh, Full Send. Damn it. Here's the thing Daniel. with buttons. Here's Damn it, Daniel. Daniel. Here's the audio Daniel. courtesy of the Full Send podcast. I got to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on the Baker situation? That's a tough situation. You know, he was hurt, hurt all last year. And, I mean, every time we play him, he balls. Yeah. He balls. First time we played him, Thursday night, week two of my rookie year, that was, uh, we lost, like, 30 to 34 or something. He balled. Ball. And then the next time we play him, I throw for 400 yards, and he goes like 25 of 28 with five touchdowns. Oh, the memories. Goes on a two-minute drive, touchdown, won the game. Ball. I haven't beat the Browns yet. He beat us both times this year. I guess I didn't play a second game because we had it all, all locked up, but in the first one, he balled. Why do you think his situation's so, like, up in the air? You know, I think when you have a guy like Deshaun, you know, you got to – take a chance at that because he's such a great player but Baker will land on his feet he's a really good player Joe Burrow's a nice guy I'm not even mad at him for saying what he said about Deshaun that's how much I like him I feel like he's going to be a politician after like his career anyway I feel like he's smart enough to not be a politician the best people who should who should be politicians aren't politicians these are facts my grandpa said to my dad years ago we stopped sending our best to Washington decades ago and my grandpa's been gone for a couple decades at that and so um I just I find Baker Mayfield fascinating in terms of how we view him as a public and certainly the attention that he commands and and invites and just how that relationship between a brand and the fans be that fans of Baker be that fans of the team in which he's still employed for but I'm not saying that Joe Burrow's like opinion would sway anybody but I think that it it certainly it's better than having no one stick up in the current game for you. And I'm I'm someone who puts a lot more stock in him trying to play through his injury last year and doing all of that. So like I think that's badass. I think that says something. Um and I, I think that he's gotten a pretty bad spanking from all like a lot of people say he needs to be humbled. I'm like, there are a lot more people doing worse things in this league that need to be humbled before we say, you know what? You know who we need to make sure we we go to the nth degree for? Baker Mayfield. Well, and I think, I think a lot of it's been pent up since 
I mean, when he was in Oklahoma yep. and, and grabbing his stuff versus Kansas. Doing the flag, planting it smack dab in the middle of the block. Oh, at, at, I couldn't at the believe shoe. it. That's another thing, too. So, and and obviously, you know, just people want to be right about their opinion. So, of course, Facts. when they get the opportunity, Not us, though. you know, they're going <laughs> to. Exactly. Uh, real quick, though, on Joe Burrow, uh, he was asked about his Kid Cudi playlist uh, for a Super yeah. Bowl party. I just want you to know um, what I know is that the opening song he chose was Mojo So Dope. The closing. Joe, Joe is such a diehard fan. <laughs> Because I think he said his favorite song of Kid Cudi's is New York City Rage Fest, which is such yes. a deep cut. There's no words or nothing. It's one of the bests. But Mojo So Dope is such a good one to start with. The closing song? Uh-huh. Soundtrack to my life. You have to put it somewhere, right? Yeah. It's, a, there's a, it's such a good track that you feel like if you put it anywhere, it's you're doing it a disservice. So it might as well be the one that sends you out, right? Yeah. Can't be up, up, and away. That one's been too uh, gentrified in a way. Yeah, and I, I will say, too, following this Joe Burrow oh. uh, podcast appearance. I listen to most Joe so bad. <laughs> so bad. Uh, don't. Monday is going to be lit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ian Rappaport um, gave a report before the show. It was around 1.30. Uh, the latest when it comes to Baker Mayfield and the Browns, uh, he's doubtful that Baker Mayfield will be at mandatory minicamp. Not a, really a surprise. Uh, he did say Seattle was never really interested um, in Baker and that the Browns are going to find out before training camp the status of Deshaun Watson. Um, but I think this is this might be a situation where a Sam Bradford situation where this is going to come down to training camp and oh, yeah. someone's some going to get hurt. Some poor soul will have to package a first-round pick and some other prospect and send it. And I would much rather send that for Baker Mayfield than Sam freaking Bradford because we got fleeced in Minnesota. <laughs> we got freaking fleeced. <laughs> I um and, and, and you know I will say with Joe Burrow like look but to if, be fair though before you go on your next point Arizona decided to pay him like twenty million dollars a year after his stint in Minnesota for like four seasons yes yeah, I, I think he only played like one and a half <laughs> it was I the would, Rosen days I would love to look up to see how much money that man compiled throughout his career he, I God think bless he's, him he's been paid the most out of the of the modern quarterback era because he was the last guy taken that got that huge guaranteed contract as a rookie quarterback. Yeah, it's. And they um, changed it. I will say for Joe Burrow, if you've only seen him play against the Bengals, you'd think that he's the next Tom Brady because, like he said, he's balled out against them. And look, I-, I wish him the best, and I wish we weren't in the situation that we were because it's a whole bunch of we have no idea when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. And like you said, someone finally said something positive. You'll take him. You think they're? I think they're down with Kirk after that deal. Oh, I know they're down with Kirk. It pisses me off. But I you want I, Baker? I, yeah. Yeah. I would give them to you. I would like the personality. I think that it would – he is the type of galvanizer that with the right pieces around him, that can be a very dangerous weapon, incredibly dangerous weapon, a potent one at that. Farvian, you could say, not in terms of skill, not in terms of what he's able to do, but in terms of a rallying call, right? Because if he's our guy, at least he's not theirs. Right? He's like the Brad Marchand of football. Oh, that's a deep cut. Right? You hate him if he's not on your team, but you love him if he is. More talks, but mostly about the other things on the other side. The deep dive with the 35 to start us off. Up for the bet. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.